Welcome, friends, to That W Podcast, The Haunted and the Wanted. Hello, friends. Hi. We're on episode three. Crazy. Crazy stuff. And can I tell you? Tell me. We had over a hundred plays for our first episode. Guys, that's crazy. Brittany literally told me, I want to get a hundred people listening in a year. In a year. And you guys did it in the first episode. The first one. The very first one. I can't fathom my excitement. I can't handle it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for everyone that's kept listening. Yeah. Yes. I know there's been some kinks, um, like the static and the echoiness of the microphone. We do think that it's been resolved, so we shouldn't have that issue anymore. Um, But thank you guys for listening. I know it got kind of annoying. There was like one part, and I think my story last week that it was like long. I was like, "Oh my god, people are gonna turn it off." Oh, no. <laughs> but I think it's fixed. We shouldn't have any more issues. Um, yeah, it should sound way better. Yeah, I want to say a special shout out to our first Twitter, um, our first person who. Oh yeah, our first person that tweeted, tweeted us. us. And it's someone that we don't, I don't know them. Do you know them? They, um, they work at my job, but I've never met her, but, um, she works with my company. Uh, her name's Amy. 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 Thank you, Amy. So yes, thank we you, Amy. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for hollering and tweeting us out. Yeah. Brittany <laughs> texted me and she was like, look, we have a tweet. And I told her, is this what being famous feels like? Cause I felt famous. Yep. <laughs> thank you, Amy. That was really cool. So thank you so much, Amy. We appreciate it. Um, just a couple other things about social media. Um, you can always follow us at our Twitter at that W podcast. Um, our Instagram, or sorry, Instagram, Instagram, our Our Instagram is the haunted and the wanted, but just so you guys know, every week we do post pictures about our stories. So last week we talked to like about pep. And so like his mugshot is up there that guys, poor little guy, (laughs) a dog's mugshot is on our Instagram. So So, go follow it. Yeah. Go follow it. We're going to have a lot of good content on there. Yes. Yes, so it'll be good. We'll go through our stories together. That way you guys kind of get, like, an insight of who we're talking about and what they look like and different things like that. And also through our Insta, we'll be posting things like links, um, like the Caitlin Atkins um, link to help find her. There's, like, a Facebook website for people to put in any information that they know. So those will also be posted there. So just, like, cool little information that can kind of help. Yeah, we don't get to put everything on the actual podcast so there's always extra information in our descriptions and on our instagram and our twitter yes and then always send us your stories to the haunted and the wanted at gmail.com we really want to hear um we really want to start like a listener or an audience episode that way we can tell spooky stories um i actually have like uh my brother and then one of my friends wants to like come in and like say their story so it'd be really cool too if we get like audio of it yeah and then we can um have you tell your own story if you'd like to post it out there if you do want to email us your story of course it's going to be anonymous if you wanted to so don't feel like you have to like say your name or if you want us like if you think you're identifiable through like your email we won't say it if you just just let us know in the email just let us know that you don't want your name out so I think that's all the podcast stuff. Yeah. But I have to tell you guys something. So me and Jeanette went on a hike today. <laughs> and New Year, New Us. Bitches. New Year, New Us. Same Us. Same Us. Because we still had Taco Bell <laughs> right we after. We had Taco Bell right after. But, you know, 
baby steps, baby steps. But as we're hiking, um, I put on like my headphones. And so they were kind of loud and we were playing close and low. And you guys know that both of us are like truly in love with this man. So, (laughs) (laughs) so all of a sudden we're walking and she's like, Brittany, and she starts dancing. Right. But it was like, she did like a limp. And then I was like, did you just like fall? Like, did you twist your ankle? And she was like, no, no, no. I just got really excited. Like, you, you know, started I got, playing puzzle. I was alone. like, I guess I look really ugly when I dance. Because she asked me if my knee, like, gave out. Yeah, I thought if your, I thought your like, knee gave out. Because it wasn't, like, it was just, like, kind of, like, out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, out of my peripheral, like, your, your body, like, went down and back up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what happened? We're walking down this hill. Anyways. And she's like, no, no, no. I just got really excited. You put on Post Malone. And I was like, oh, okay. So, we're, like, we're, like singing down this mountain. And all of a sudden, she goes, Brittany... I have to tell you that I already got your birthday present. And I was like, no, you didn't. And she's like, yeah, I already got it. And I'm going to, and I was like, okay, well, are you like just telling me that you got my birthday present? Or like, are you going to tell me what it is? And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to tell you what it is. And I was like, okay, what is it? <laughs> she got me freaking Post Malone tickets. Floor seats. We're going to see him. So we're actually seeing him twice yeah. in the same month. Week. In the same week. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I couldn't hold it anymore. Yeah. It's been a while since I've I wouldn't have been able to hold it at all, but you did good. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So oh, cool. I'm so excited. So we're going to see Post Malone twice in a week. So whenever we get to that week, just know we're going to be talking about it a little bit more than we are now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Post Malone gets brought up like all the time. But I mean, this is our third one. So, like, he got the first episode. Maybe it's just the odd episodes, the odd-numbered episodes. Oh, did we not Because I don't think we talked about him in the second one. It was just the first one, and now this one. Oh, I'm so excited. (sighs) Okay, good stuff to come. Good, good stuff. I'm so excited. Happy birthday, bitch. Thanks! (laughs) Her birthday's in May. (laughs) We're going to celebrate a little bit early. Yep. Yep. Okay. Do you have anything else mm. you want to spiel about? Yeah, I'm, I don't know if we'll keep this in, but I'm graduating and now we decided that my graduation party is going to be in medieval yes, times. Yes, we're going to go to freaking medieval times. Of course we're keeping this in. This is good news. Yeah. We're fucking going to go to medieval times and we're going to drink some Shirley Temples because I have the freaking best Shirley Temples. I might get a real drink too, but I have to have one of their Shirley Temples. They're absolutely amazing. I'm so excited. Jeanette's never been, so it's going to be quite an adventure yeah i'm so excited. you're gonna see jousting it's I'm so cool gonna eat hummus yes which i can't wait and i'm gonna eat some dragon soup whatever the whatever fuck's in that but oh my god it's so good so anyways we're gonna do that for her little graduation party yeah i'm so excited me Woo-hoo. i think that's it okay let's jump right into it because this week's gonna be a little hard this week is some um, i mean mine's intense i really love my story i have like passion for this story my story is just intense in the worst way possible Mm. all right all right ready let's get to it i'm ready
Okay, so my story this week is exceptionally graphic, and I do want to say that listener discretion is advised, because I'm going to be talking about torture and extremely depraved acts that might be potentially overwhelming for some listeners. Um, So today I'm going to be telling you the story. Can I tell you that my sister listened to our last episode three times? (laughs) Oh, I love you, Carly. (laughs) But she can't listen to this one now. (laughs) Yeah, no, Carly. Carly, shut it off. (laughs) Or skip. Yours isn't that bad, right? You're half of this yeah, I guess mine's not that bad. So skip to like 30 minutes in. Yeah, don't listen to this. It's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, sounds so good. So today I'm going to be telling the story of Marie Delphine McCarty, who is most infamous, infamously known as Madame LaLaurie. Have you heard this story? It's is this about the lake? No, it's oh. the mansion. No. no, the mansion where slaves were tortured. Oh, oh, did you watch? So. Did you watch American Story? No, American Horror Story. It's Coven. Too scary. No. Oh, okay. Well, they had a whole season in Coven that was very loosely based on this mansion. Fixed. Yeah, okay. it's pretty bad. So, Madame Lalaurie. La this one isn't the hotel one, right? This is like an actual mansion of like it's American Horror Story. No, it's not hotel. No. Okay. Well, the the the, the season was Coven, so it was about witches. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't okay. the hotel one. So I don't know exactly how you say it. I think it's Lolori. Lolori? Either way, <laughs> Matt, let's call her Madame. Got it. Madame was Check. a socialite. Or I'll call her Delphine. Sorry. Delphine. <laughs> was, well, yeah, because her name was like Marie Delphine. So I'll call her Delphine. So Does Delphine stand for something? It's her middle name. Oh, okay, but doesn't like stand for something. Like, um, It might be like Dolphin. <laughs> Well, that's what I was I like I thought it might be dolphin. Okay. Like Delphine. She was Irish, so okay. I don't know if Delphine is dolphin. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Delphine. So she was a socialite who also happened to be a serial killer, and specifically she tortured and killed slaves in her home, which was a third uh, a three-story structure that is currently still located at eleven forty Royal Street in New Orleans. Oh, so we have to go there now, too. Mm, I don't know if we want to go here. Let me tell you the story, and then we can decide if we can go here. So, Marie Dauphine was born on March 19th, 1787 in New Orleans, Louisiana, and she came to be known as the cruel mistress of the haunted house. So, I guess more commonly, it's not referred to as the Lollery Mansion. It's just known as the haunted house. Okay, but it was already haunted before? No. That's what it's known as now. Now. And that's what she's been become to be called so okay. the, the mistress of the haunted house so she was part of a wealthy and politically powerful uh politically powerful irish family who arrived here during the french colonization period and most of them had large real estate properties and they owned slaves so of course she was no different and she had slaves as well so she was married twice before her final marriage to a man named L- leonard louise nicolas lalaurie and he was a transplant from France who was originally hired to try and cure one of Delphine's daughters because I think she had three of them and they all had some kind of Marie name in their name. And two of them had the exact same name. So two of them were like Marie Sue or whatever. Two of her that's daughters. Confusing. I mean, I guess that's better for a parent. Like my mom. Just call them like, all the name same. Name one, name one, name two, but your name three. She'll, like, never call you your name. Oh, I thought, like, literally she would say name one. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, so she'll call so you, like, like, she'll call Carly Brittany all the time. Oh, okay, okay. All the time. Yeah. It'd be easier if we had the same name. Well, maybe that was her whole strategy the whole time. Maybe. So she had three Maries, though. 
And two of them had the exact same first and middle name. The first and the third children, I think it was. Interesting. Yeah. So one of them, one of the Maries, had, like, uh, deformities along her spine. And, yeah, Leonard was, like, a doctor, but more of a chiropractor. So he was originally hired to try and help her daughter. And she was 20 years older than him, but she fell in love. So he ends up knocking her up. And he wanted to leave back to France, but then his brother was like, no, like, you knocked her up. You got to marry her now. Um, (laughs) And even though he did stay with her for, I think, a couple of years, their marriage was really bad. They were always fighting. Neighbors complained all the time that they could hear, like, their really bad fights. And then by 1834, he packed his bags and left. So at this point, the story goes that is when Delphine really lost her shit. And, I mean, we've all had shitty breakups, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like usually I turn to Taco Bell and margaritas. <laughs> and some people go uh, the more aggressive route and they start to key the shit out of the other person's oh, car. Shit. But Delphine actually. Wait, in 18 something? They have cars back then? When did cars? No, no, no. I'm just saying people oh, nowadays. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn. No, no. I'm behind the times. Hang on. <laughs> people nowadays do shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what she ended up doing was taking out all of her rage on her slaves. And during this time period, um, where she lived at this mansion, it said that somewhere between 35 to 40 of the people who were considered slaves, or her slaves specifically, either completely disappeared or they died of unknown causes. And this count isn't like an official count. It's just like according to her neighbors when they started noticing that like people were just going missing, they kind of started keeping track of like well, something fishy is going on here. And so those numbers are probably kind of low compared to the amount of people that actually you know, disappeared. So it got so bad that in 1833, a young 12-year-old girl named Leah jumped to her death after Delphine chased her out onto the roof with a whip. And the story is that Leah was brushing Delphine's hair and she had a knot in her hair. So when she was brushing it, she tugged a little too hard on her head and she got really pissed. So she chased, she started chasing her with a whip and Leah ran away and the chase ended up on the roof and it's unclear whether Leah, like, was so scared that she purposely was like, I'd rather jump and see what happens. Or if she, like, tripped. And regardless of what happened, though, she did fall and she died from her injuries. Oh, my God. Over hair? Mm-hmm. So this part of the story, this upcoming part of the story, was surprising to me. But there was actually a law that said that you couldn't be too cruel to your slaves. Which, okay. to me, is, like, inherently, like contradicting the right. fact that, you have, a that slave. you have a slave but apparently the fact that a 12 year old died because of her actions was cruel enough that people were concerned and they had the council hold an investigation and their final decision was that she had to forfeit nine of her slaves who were then they weren't freed they were free from her but they, they were to be sold to at an else. auction Ugh. But Delphine arranged so that her friends and family would be at the would auction buy and those ones buy them all back. I feel like the story's coming together. I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So they she got all her all, all of them back. She got they, everyone back. Yeah. yeah. And then she was more pissed because yeah she was she upset. Would have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ooh. they were transferred back to her, and then things kind of died down. Probably not within the house. I'm sure a lot of bad things were happening. But the neighbors weren't really concerned with much because it was kind of quiet and 
they didn't know what was going on. But then on April 10th of 1834, a fire started from within the mansion and it had been started purposefully in the kitchen by one of the enslaved women that Delphine had. And she was a 70 year old woman who had been chained to the stove by her ankle. 70 or 70? 70. Chained to the oven. Chained to the stove. The stove. Yeah, by her ankle. And she said that she started the fire as an attempt to kill herself and everyone else in the house because she was so afraid of the punishment she would eventually face. And she mentioned this was when the firefighters came and mm-hmm. they were figuring out what had happened. She told them that she was afraid to be punished and she wanted like the suffering of her and herself and everyone else to end. And then she told them that there were slaves who were taken upstairs and they were never seen again. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So she didn't know exactly what was going on there, but she knew bad things were. So firefighters searched the house. And when they got to the uppermost part of the house, they discovered a hidden chamber in the upstairs portion of the mansion and this part, I'm not sure on the exact number because some sources say seven and other sources say more than a dozen. But either way, a bunch of people were hidden away and they had been chained to the walls, strapped into what appeared to be an attempt at operating tables or in cages that were meant to hold dogs. And then it said that human body parts were scattered all around. And these individuals had been tortured so horribly that everyone who saw what had been done to them were disgusted with Delphine, and they called her a monster, a demon in the shape of a woman, and fury itself escaped from hell. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine walking into that? No. Like, oh, my <laughs> Absolutely God. Absolutely not. I, would, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I would think I'd pass out. Yeah, I would. I think I, I think would. I would just pass out. I don't. How how could your mind fathom walking into something like that? Girl, you haven't even let me tell you what they found yet. <laughs> So let me tell you. So some of the stories that came out from this incident was that of a female who had had her bones broken multiple times and then had had them set back into weird positions so that her limbs were always crooked. And she was described to have limbs that resembled the legs of a crab. So like they, they broke her legs in order to make them in a a different position. Yeah. Yeah. So like instead of setting them back into the right place, they would, break them at weird angles I guess or like oh reshape god how fucking painful yeah I have never broken a bone me neither I have no idea what that I've feels just sprained like. an I'm ankle terrified. and I cried and oh, yeah. I went to the urgent care and then I walked around on fucking what do you call them crutches crutches for like <laughs> yeah I didn't go to work I was like <laughs> this is not happening no no absolutely not so then another individual had had a hole drilled into his head <gasps> And he had a spoon sticking out of the hole. So it said that Delphine had allegedly tried to stir his brains around. Like, literally stir. So it was in, like, the spoon part was in his brain? Or, like, that was the part sticking? I don't know the details. Yeah, those aren't really going to be anywhere. But, oh, my God. I know. Another person. How um, did you live with a hole in your head? That's the thing. Um, Well, there weren't details about who exactly was dead and who was alive. But it seems like this person was alive. Um, Another one of the victims had had their skin peeled back so that the tissue and muscle underneath was exposed. And several women had had their stomachs sliced open and their intestines were wrapped around their bodies. And this next one, I had actually, the very first time I heard about something like this was in my American history class. So I don't think that that history lesson had any relation to this particular story. So I think, unfortunately, this was just a common practice that was done 
but it's really sad. And in this particular case, one of the victims, at least, I don't know if it was just one, but at least one of the victims was found with animal feces in their mouth and then their lips had been sewn shut. Okay, okay. My question about this one, though, mm-hmm. is... Okay, so if you have, like, feces in your mouth, mm-hmm. right, and they sew your lips shut, yeah. at some point you would just swallow, right? I would imagine. Or, like, because... If it was in your mouth, like you would be able to like smell it and taste it that whole time. I think even if you, sw- I'm sure, like, yeah, I'm sure you would swallow it at some point. But like, it's still but there's like, still the cracks in maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, who knows how freshly it had been there? Like when there's no account of like specific dates or anything. So I'm sure it wasn't like a mouthful of it. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But I know that this is factual and like. Like I said, I learned about it in my history class. So it's probably just something that happened a lot. Yeah. So I think it was probably based on that, too. Mm. Some of them had had their fingernails ripped off, (laughs) eyeballs poked out, and their genitals had been sliced off. She also used other methods of torture, including sewing hands onto other parts of their bodies so that they were just kind of stuck to their own bodies, Um, removing limbs all together so both arms both legs so i don't even know and then she also performed botched sex operations or botched sex change operations so like why why does she do i don't understand i i don't know oh my god witnesses also stated that some people had had their tongues noses and ears removed and in some cases they had been poorly reattached they tried to reattach them she, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. And then some of the people were just covered in honey, and then there was fire ants on them. So that was their torture. Oh, my God. And it's said that many of these victims begged to be killed when they were found because they, they could not take the pain and suffering any I mean, longer. I would, too. I would imagine be so, honest. yeah. And from what I read, a lot of them ended up dying because of the smoke inhalation caused by the fire anyway so they yeah i know some of them survived though oh my god however several sources now claim that these stories have been exaggerated and it's really hard to determine which parts are factual because this took place so long ago right and it's not like people were really like fact checking much at the time Mm -hmm. so a book called the haunted house of the rue Royale was written in 1946, and the author said that the information used to compose the stories came from old newspaper accounts, interviews, and neighborhood hearsay. So it was a lot of just, like, gossip, kind of, that was the source of a lot of this. Uh So there's a chance that at least some of the tortures were not carried out. But there is a, a real possibility that a lot of it did happen especially because, you know, they were seen as less than and considered property by the majority. So it's not unlikely that deranged individuals like Delphine would take advantage of that and exploit their position to such extents. And one of the reasons I don't doubt the horrible things that happened there is because of the factual accounts that have been written about in this time period Mm -hmm. and all the horrible things that were happening. Um, So it's not weird to think that something like this could have happened given the context of the time and everything, but it is still unclear what is fact and what was actually sensationalized because most local newspapers simply stated that 
the people were being kept in poor conditions, but they did did not describe any gory details like the New Orleans Bee newspaper did, which they're the newspaper that published all of that information that they had been tortured and Oh, it, so they published all that gory stuff too, or they were just like these They did, yeah, the oh, bee okay. the bee did. But um they were the ones who said that it seemed like they were being used as part of medical experiments, but their credibility mm. is questionable because they were the only ones who had those details published. And also because of the fact that their reputation in the 1830s is said to be comparable to the reputation of our current National Enquirer. Uh, and apparently National okay. Enquirer is known for like running yeah. issues on Bigfoot and aliens, but they don't have any concrete evidence. Right. So even worse than that is the fact that the main source of the information that the bee used was Delphine's neighbor, who had made several advances on her over the years, but he had always been rejected. And because of this, people speculate that he exaggerated details to make her seem even worse than she really was. And in the New Orleans, New Orleans Times, uh, author Megs Frost wrote that the story of experimentation and mutilation was part of a smear campaign that was created by her bitter neighbor, and he, he or she claimed that Delphine actually treated them fairly well. And I don't think, I think that's bullshit. Because even if some of the stories were exaggerated, as people claimed, there are many of accounts of her being exceptionally cruel. And also the reaction of the townspeople mm-hmm. when, when this whole thing happened, um, the fire incident, they say that around 2000 of the local townspeople gathered to see the commotion. Oh, damn. And then when they saw the people being brought out and they saw the conditions that they were in, they were so disgusted. And it got to the point where they formed a mob and they trashed the house. Like they destroyed it. And so for people to have that reaction, especially worse than the times were. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because everyone was okay with the fact that slaves were a thing. Right. It's like, why would they have that reaction if it wasn't just really bad? Exactly. So they literally formed a mob and they destroyed her house when they saw the conditions that they were, that the people were in. Um, So that suggests otherwise that she was not polite or nice to her, to her so-called slaves. Mm -hmm. And despite that, websites like Ghost City Tours claim that um, the exaggerated stories about Slaves being found missing skin and heads drilled with holes is nonsense. So it's hard to, like, it really is. And I hope it is nonsense. Yeah. But there's no way to really tell. And according to Wikipedia, the story goes that it was only seven slaves who were more or less horribly mutilated, which, I mean, only, right? So Only seven. There was, like, more than seven things of what happened to these people. Some of them were suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. <sighs> one of the victims was said to have been found wearing an iron collar. And I looked what I looked it up because I didn't know what that was. And it's just a it's a collar that has like four spikes sticking out on the forest edges or sides, mm-hmm. which would then make it impossible for the person who was wearing it to lie down or even be able to lean up against any surface. Like on their neck? Mm-hmm. Another individual was said to have had a very deep wound on her head and she was far too weak to be able to walk on her own. They were all said to be emaciated and showed showed signs of having been whipped, bound in restrictive positions, and wore spiked iron collars, which kept their heads in static positions. Mm-hmm. So regardless of which stories are true, all these accounts are horrendous. 
And it was bad enough that when the fire broke out, like I said, they were really disgusted. Yeah. And they turned on Delphine and destroyed much of the house. One of the direct quotes is that they demolished and destroyed everything upon which they could lay their hands. And by the time the mob left, the property sustained major damage with, scar- with, any- with scarcely anything remaining but the walls. Damn. Yeah. I mean, good for them, like, sticking up for things that you want. But, like, it happened. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you could do to take that back, you know? Right. So, the good thing, but not so good thing, is that Delphine did feel that the threat of violence was significant enough to her well-being that she ended up fleeing, and she actually left the country, and she escaped to France. To where, go do it to people in France? I don't know. I There's not much about her after that, but from what I found out, she died at the age of 62 in 1849. So, she lived a pretty long life. Yeah, that's long for back then. Yeah. So then the ma- the mansion was eventually rebuilt after she left New Orleans. And according to the author, Jean Delavine, when the workers started to, to work on the building to rebuild it, uh, they discovered numerous human skeletons beneath the house in all sorts of positions. And some of them even had shreds of fabric still attached or adhered to the bones. And some of the skulls are said to have had holes in them. Which, if it is true, then it means she had already carried out the same act. As right. the one from the man who was found with a spoon sticking yeah. out of his head. Mm-hmm. Authorities concluded that the bodies were those of people she had formerly killed within the mansion and buried to hide the fact that she had killed them, which would explain why the neighbors said so many people so had gone missing. missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. So for almost 200 uh, years, which is a lot of its history, there have been reports of paranormal activity at the Lollary Mansion. Uh, yeah. And it is... I haunt that place too, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going down without a fight. <laughs> right? It's said that the majority of the hauntings can be traced back to the spirits of the slaves that were on the property, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Civil War, the mansion was turned into a school, and originally it was an all-girls school, but then racism led to being turned into an all-white school. And then it got changed again, but now to be an all-girls African-American primary school. But this change only lasted for about a year because all the children were allegedly being assaulted by a woman with a whip. So they would come running to their teachers and they would have like scars or like bruises. And then the teacher would be like, what happened? And they'd be like, the woman, the woman hit me with a whip. Oh, damn. Yeah. So after the school shut down, it went through many owners And it was a bar, it was a furniture store, and a bunch of other types of businesses, but none of them were able to stay open for long. And supposedly, the furniture store owner thought his store was being vandalized because he would come in to open shop, like, in the mornings, Mm -hmm. and then he would find, like, a weird-smelling dark liquid. So one day, he decided to stay, like, after hours, and he had a shotgun, and he was just waiting for, like, the the whoever was vandalizing the store to, like, walk in. But he said at one point he just like turned around and everything was covered in the liquid already. Oh shit! So that's terrible. Yeah. So he like closed shop. Uh, yeah, I would do. <laughs> so people who have lived in the house are also said to have suffered in one way or another. Sometimes it's been financial problems. Other times it's been health issues. And there was one man who bought the house a few years after the fire incident, but he only stayed there for a few months because he always felt like he was being watched inside the house, and he would also. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all eyes on you, bro. Yeah, all eyes on you. <laughs> and he would reportedly hear weird noises. So he moved out, and then he tried leasing it out, but the people who moved in after him would only stay there for a few days. And then the property was abandoned for many years, 
And finally, someone did end up buying the property, but they died a few days after making the purchase. And then another buyer ended up in in this insane asylum. And then another one ended up in a coma. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. So years later, another tenant was found murdered. And it was considered a robbery by police because he was found, like, brutally murdered. But, like, his stuff had been gone through. So it seemed like they just came in to, like, steal and they killed him out. But when they started interviewing, like, his friends to try and figure out, like, who who could have done this, mm-hmm. um, they mentioned to police that he had been telling them for a while that his house was haunted and that he had claimed that there was a demon in the house that would not be satisfied until he was dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then did you know that in 2007, Nicolas Cage bought the mansion? And he only had it for a few years. He lost it in 2009 due to foreclosure. Aww. And when he was asked by Vanity Fair why he would even buy that house in the first place, he yeah. said that he thought it would be a good place in which to write a great American horror Ooh. novel. And That's... then he went on to say, quote, I didn't get too far with the novel. Oh, shit. Man, and short, shortly after that, <laughs> his career tanked. And many people have speculated that the purchase had something to do with it. Ooh, maybe. So to get a little more information about the hauntings that have happened here, I listened to the podcast, and that's why we drink for additional information concerning the paranormal activity. And co-host M. Schultz says that there have been multiple accounts of tortured screams, rattling chains, a black man in chains appearing and attacking someone in a stairwell. Several people have hallucinated that their pets were butchered in that house, oh my God. and children have been attacked by a spirit with a whip. People have heard scratches on the floorboards, and allegedly then when they would turn around, there would be visible scratches. Oh, shit. Yeah. What the fuck? One man said that while he was on the stairs, he was being blocked by someone who intimidated him, so he didn't know what else to do, and he tried to push him out of the way. But when he went to reach for him, like, his hand went right through that person or that Mm. spirit. Did he fall? Uh, I don't know if he fell, but the, the thing just disappeared, so... <laughs> I, I just imagine him like pushing something and, and then, then going, me tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> no, I, I mean he's fine, I think. But that happened, and apparently there's also some spirits who will appear to you while you're sleeping just to show you their scars and their injuries. Hmm. And people have reported having their bags and their hair pulled. And uh, one of the guides said that one time she, she or he, I'm not sure, was standing outside giving a tour, and they were her little tour group was standing like under some streetlights that had all burned out. And she was telling the story of like the history of the mansion. Okay. And when she got to the part about Leah, which was the 12 year old girl that fell off the roof. Oh yeah. yeah. As soon as she said the name Leah, all the lights <gasps> came on Oh shit. and then she kept telling the story. Oh. So when she said Leah's name again, all the lights went back off. Well, she's still there. Yeah. Poor things. Yeah. It was pretty sad, I think, but. That was one of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. And then some people have actually said that they've seen a little girl jumping off the roof. Uh, many people claim that they have heard the sobs of a little girl by the fountain in the cart- in the courtyard, which is where Leah landed and died. Oh my goodness. And others who simply just walk by the house have, hel- have felt ill and nauseous. And they say that they hear screams and sobs. And neighbors claim that they have seen windows and doors opening and closing by themselves. So that is the terrifying story of the LaLaurie Mansion. That is a terrifying story. Yeah. And my sources for all of this are just Wikipedia, GhostCityTours.com, Curb New Orleans, and that's why we drink podcasts. So that's my story for this week. Shit. Yeah, that's a pretty gory one. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. Nightmares. Yeah. For weeks. It's really bad. 
Yeah, I don't know if I want to go there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I told you we should uh, wait till the end. Yeah, maybe not that one. I'm sure there's plenty of We other. can still go to the penitentiary. I'm okay with that. We can go back to Alcatraz because I want to go back there. And I don't want to go back to Winchester. Sack Baggins? Museum? <sighs> in Vegas? Come yes, on, guys. I'm so scared of that doll. I'm so scared of that I need you doll. all to write in and say, <laughs> Brittany, go to the Zach Baggins Museum with Jeanette. I want to go, but I don't want to see that doll. I want to do everything else, but whenever he's like, that what room I push has the doll, the I don't want to go in there. I don't. I will push you in. It'll be such a good story. It's going to fucking follow me home. For the dude. podcast. I don't, I don't know. It's so close to Vegas isn't that far. <sighs> okay. Ready? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Ready for my story? Ready? Ready. Yay. Okay, Jeanette. But on a lighter note, here's a true crime story. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I really like this story. It's an I survived story. Oh. So nice. I love yeah, I survived. Stories. I loved I survived stories. Um but yeah, so this one was from season two. So it's a little while ago, so it's not fresh in people's heads anymore. Season two of what? I survived. Oh, the, the show. TV yeah, show. Yeah. So I have a feeling I know. You probably do because I talk about it a lot because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. So I went and like rewatched the episode, and I don't know. It brings just this weird emotion because, like, there is a murder involved as well, but like this lady, like. Someone survived. Someone survived, and it's crazy how she did it. So, are you ready? I'm so ready. This is the story of the survivor Jennifer Holiday. Um, the story takes place in Lufkin, Texas, which is in between Dallas and Houston. Yeah. So it's just like a little town, I think, in between. The name doesn't ring a bell, but. Oh, good. You'll know it as soon as I start telling it, I swear, because yeah. I talk about it. But it's not, um, my other favorite one is Mary Vincent, and it's not Mary Vincent. Mary, is Mary the girl? That like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We'll get to that story, I promise. But yeah, no, it's not um, of her, even though that's another one of my favorite. I, I know you love stories. that. I that's the one that I one. thought you were gonna cover. No, I'm gonna wait. Okay. I want to hear about give Jennifer. it a little more power. Jennifer Holiday. Yes, Jennifer Tell Holiday. Tell about Jennifer. So on May 29th of 2005, Jennifer went to pick up her cousin Anna. Um, Jennifer was 27 at the time, and Anna was 17. So Anna was doing a babysitting job. And then Jennifer went to go pick her up. Oh. So they were driving back home. Um, and it was about 2 a.m. Jennifer was driving. Anna was in the passenger seat. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. See? I know. Because that's one of my faves. Um, but they were driving around 70 miles per hour. And all of a sudden, they both hear, like, a huge bang noise. So at first, you, as Jennifer is, like, telling the story on I Survive, you can tell she, like, doesn't really understand what's happening yet. But Anna starts screaming. And so as Anna's screaming, Jennifer all of a sudden understands that she's the one that's just been shot yeah. through the car. So some guy had like driven up next to their car and shot with a shotgun, which this is where I find it interesting. Cause like, if you're driving 70 miles per hour and I don't know if you've ever shot a shotgun before, <laughs> no, but a shotgun literally it has to take two arms, at least unless there's another type of shotgun that I don't know about. But a shotgun's like super heavy and you have to like load it. And so it's the one that's like super loud. You have to go and then it yeah. like you shoot it and it like throws you back yeah. because so like, it's how powerful. Is he so like how is he driving to where he rolled up next to them and was able to shoot into their car and hit, and hit her? Yeah. 
So it hit her um, in the was arm, but he, I just can't imagine. He was on there. I'm thinking he was on right the same side? side of the road. Like, I think he was behind them, and he pulled up next to them. Next to Anna? Mm-hmm. So, like, he shot through. He was on the driver's side, so he shot through his car and into her car and shot her. Past the driver. her? She was the driver, so. Mm. Oh, Anna was driving. No, 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 no. Jennifer was driving. Yeah, so Jennifer he, was driving. So, like, if you're driving, you're yeah. both going the same direction. Yes. He was behind her. He pulled up. He had to have shot through his car right. and hit her and hit Jennifer. I thought he hit Anna. He did not hit Anna yet. Oh. Oh, damn it. Yet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Sorry. But he hits Jennifer in the arm. She survives. She is our survivor. So, he hits Jennifer in the arm. So, that's how I, Anna starts screaming is because she sees that Jennifer got hit. So Anna's screaming because Jennifer got hit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the other way around. Like no. the girl who got shot was screaming because she got shot. No. Okay. She sees that Jennifer got shot. So she freaks out. So she freaks out. Right. Okay. So Jennifer Isn't realized. That crazy how people get shot and they don't Yeah, because you don't know it. what's going on because you're in such shock. You're yeah. trying to figure out what it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, my arm hurts. And it's freaking blown off. Right. Like, oh, my God. But yeah, she said like like the skin was gone. You could like see muscle and tendon because it literally like a shotgun is one of the most powerful things. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so um, Jennifer realizes that she gets shot. She really can't drive. Blood is everywhere and there's glass everywhere because they went through the window of the car. So they pull over and Anna is just asking her, please just keep driving. Please keep driving. Please keep driving. And Jennifer's like, I can't drive. Yeah. Um, she got shot in she, her left arm. I'm assuming it doesn't show, um, and she didn't say exactly, but I'm assuming it's her left arm because that's the arm that's near the driver's right. side window. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm assuming. Um, but even on the I Survived episode, she doesn't specifically say which arm it is. So I'm just assuming. Okay. But yeah. So they pull over and I was like, please just start the car. Please keep going. Please keep going. And Jennifer's like, I can't, I can't drive. So during this time, the man that shot through the car is behind them. So he stops and pulls over with them and they don't realize it. So as Anna's saying, please keep driving, keep driving, keep driving. Jennifer's like, please just call 911. Right. So Anna grabs the phone and starts dialing 911. He walks up to the passenger side of the car. No, I lied. I'm so sorry. He drives up, he pulls up to the driver's side of the car. So he's like, he walks up to them. Okay. Yeah. He walks up to Jennifer. So he reaches across Jennifer's face oh. and shoots Anna and Anna in the head. So her window was down? Well, it was shot or oh, it got it shot through, right. so it's gone. Yeah. So he walks up to the driver's side, puts his hand over freaking Jennifer and shoots Anna in the head. Yeah. Why she's on the phone with 911. So he takes the phone and he throws it into the woods. Okay. <clears throat> so no phone. She's in the middle of nowhere. Her cousin just got shot. And, and she's there. She's been shot. Yeah, and she's been shot in her arm. So this man takes Jennifer to his vehicle and puts her inside. And he goes back to Jennifer's car with a duffel bag. So she's thinking he's going to hide the body somewhere. Like, why would he take a duffel bag back to her car? So she's thinking he's going to hide the body. He's going to do something with her cousin, whatever it is. Um, before he came back... He, um, she had taken the gun that he shot her with and she had thrown it into the woods. So that way he couldn't get that gun. Okay. So while he was at the car, she threw the gun out, 
Hopefully he didn't notice, right? So that way he didn't have something to shoot her with when he came back. So as he's walking back to the car, she realizes that's not the only gun in the car. Mm, of course not. Of course not. Because, you know, I only have one. You need more. Always how many more. How many guns were there? I'm not sure. She just said that wasn't the only one. Okay. So I know there was one in her reach, so I'm not sure. But also, like... He could be one of those guys that has, like, those husky things in the back of their truck, and it could be stacked with rifles and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you really never know. Um, okay, so he comes back to the car, but he left Anna, the cousin, in the car dead. Mm-hmm. So he, I'm not really sure what he used the duffel bag for. Maybe okay. he realized she wasn't going to fit in there. I, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, that has to be a really big Yeah, duffel bag. bag. So, like, I don't know what he ended up doing with They never it. said what they did. I guess it wasn't important. Yeah, I'm assuming they just left it, you know. So he comes back to the car, gets in the car, and he speeds off on the highway about 90 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. So he's zooming. It's 2 a.m. It's this little town. No one's there. Yeah. I've done that. Zooming. Oh, yeah. No one's on the road. We'll just go 90. I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't done it, but there's always been more people. I mean, in California, there's always people on the road. But still, like, it's pretty empty. At least here where we live. My parents live in the boonies, and I've gone there at nighttime. I usually go fast because I'm so tired. It's usually late at night, and I'm just trying to get there. Like, just let me get there. (laughs) Dude, I've left from your house so many times, and I'm literally like, just let me get home. Just let me get home. That's all I need is just fucking get home. So I guess I understand that, too. So um, they came to, like, this little, not an off-ramp, but a little side road off to the highway, um, the whole time she's thinking, like, let me just grab this other gun in the car that mm-hmm. she sees and shoot him, right? Yeah. But she's also terrified, like, she's been shot already. Like, she can she really get that gun and kill him before he would just take it back and kill her? Right, before he reacts. So she doesn't end up getting the gun. She literally just thought, I'm going to die here anyway. Why try mm-hmm. to kill myself faster? Yeah. He's going to do it anyway. So... All of a sudden, he turns off onto that back road, and he takes her to, like, this embankment under, like, a bridge, okay. which is weird. But this whole time that they're driving, no one's drove by. She hasn't seen a house. She hasn't seen anything to where it could help her. Like, if she That's saw a house, like, she could scream. Terrifying. If she saw a car, like, she could scream. She could wave out the window, like, something. But she hasn't seen one human being. This whole time that she's been in the car. So he takes her to the embankment. um, And he sexually assaults her. Oh, I didn't remember that part. Yeah. So he sexually assaults her. So she's naked at this point. After this happens, he starts crying. And he's like, what happened to your arm? At this point, what would you do? If someone that you know just shot you. Killed your cousin, sexually assaulted you, and then he starts crying, saying, "What is what's wrong with your arm? What happened?" I don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, how could you, in your mind, be like, "Oh yeah, this is normal." Like, <laughs> what is going on? So she tries to like flip it, and she's like, "Yeah, like, didn't you see that man back there? He came up and shot me." You came and saved me. Don't you remember that you're the one that came and saved me? Like, I would be dead if you wouldn't have came and saved me. Okay? So, 
she would start like trying to be like this nice person and thanking him. And then all of a sudden he would flip again about a 180 and he would be mad and he would be upset and he would be angry. But he would remember that he had shot her or he like, I don't remember what he would start ranting over, but like, I don't think it was that it was just like, all of a sudden he would cry and he'd be like, what happened to you? And then he would be mad and be like, Oh, about X, Y, and Z, just ranting about stupid shit. And she's like, okay, well, like, this guy, he has to be kind of crazy. Right. So she starts, like, trying to win him over, like, do you have a family? Like, do you have any children? And she starts talking about her family. And she has a six-year-old son. She's a single mom. So she's like, yeah, like, I have a six-year-old, X, Y, Z. Like, do you have any kids? Like, what's your family like? Like, are they nice? All this stuff. And she's trying to win him over and win him over and win him over. So they – The fact that you can – you've – gone through all this trauma and you can yeah still and you can still be calm and just be like, be like let oh me yeah let me figure out a way to try and understand this man's craziness and get through yeah. somehow get through it makes no sense and especially like if you got shot in the arm with a shotgun how much blood you would have lost by now like how do you even remain conscious let alone understand how to have try and win thought. this guy over yeah so they end up going to the car. She's naked still. Mm-hmm. She finds a shirt of his in the truck. And so she puts that over her arm for like a wound bandage. That's the only thing she has. Yeah. So her clothes are down the embankment somewhere. Her arms wrapped in his shirt and they're back in the car. So she starts being like affectionate to him and she starts rubbing up and down his leg and she starts telling him like, oh my God, I can't believe that you found me. Like you're such an amazing man. Um, She would say like, you're such a big help. I super appreciate you helping me. And when he asked about initially when they were at the bank, man, he started crying and he asked like, what's wrong with your arm? She was just like, you saved me. Like, how do you go from like, you saved me and then he's mad. And then you get in the car and you start rubbing up on him and you're like, yes, like you're this amazing man for someone that just killed your cousin. How can you show affection? I guess you're just trying to survive. It's a survival tactic, I guess. But oh my God, I couldn't even imagine trying to like woo over someone that just hurt you and literally killed your 17 year old cousin. Like, I don't think I could be nice to someone. I really don't think I could. I feel I like know. in that situation, like, you're just in, I need to survive. I survived, yeah. Kind of mode. Yeah, yeah definitely. <sighs> okay. So um, she keeps talking to him, and he's just like, yeah, you're bleeding really bad. And she's like, yeah, um, you're being so nice. You're taking me home to let me use your phone. And he's like, I never said I was going to take you home. And she was like, yeah, yeah, back at the car. Remember, you were like, let me take you home so you can use the phone. And he was like, no, I never said you could use my phone. And she's like, I re- like, I just need an ambulance. I'm bleeding out really bad. Like, can't you see? Like, you're here to help me. Like, that's what you're doing is you're helping me. You helped me with that man that shot me. And he's like, wait a minute. What happened to your friend? And she's like, remember, she stayed at the car. I was the one that got shot. So you're taking me home so we could call 911 to get an ambulance. Like, how so quick and she's so calm so calm throughout all of this and i mean i would be scared if if i was in that situation and he just kept flipping like that on me like what happened to your friend and mm -hmm. like who shot you and all that i would even be scared like he's messing with me he's messing with me to see how far like he's trying to see what i'll do so that he can 
make me feel like I can get out of this. And right. then he's and just going to. he's just going to chop my head off or whatever. <sighs> Crazy. Okay. So they're still driving to the house down this dark road. Mm-hmm. He had told Jennifer that he lived with his brother and that other family members lived around him. But when she brings up the phone, it's not like he's saying, like, no, like, I never said you could use my phone. And he never says, well, it's because my brother's home or it's because my family's home. Yeah. He never does. He says, there's a warrant out for my arrest. I can't take you home. Oh. So whatever that was for, like, do you so how do you get around that? No. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No. Um, so she just like turns it and she's just like, well, if you take me home, like you're the one that saved me and like, I'll be able to cut, like, I'll be able to tell them the story and maybe it'll get you out of whatever, like your warrant is like, you'll be a hero. Like you saved me. And so he finally is ending up like, okay, I'll let you call an ambulance, but no cops are allowed to come. And she's like, well, all I need is an ambulance. I just need them to help me with my arm. Like, that's all I need. So he ends up like being like, okay, but they drive up to a cemetery. Why? That's where his house is. So they're driving in and all of a sudden they turn into a cemetery. Like I, I would be like, he already has a grave dig like dug for me. Yeah. This is where like, I'm just gonna be buried here. Yeah, like he was messing with me yeah, the whole time. The, the whole time he knows exactly what's going on. And now he has my grave and I'm just, he's gonna shoot me and lay me in there. And my family's not gonna know where I am. They're not gonna know where I went. They're going to find my cousin dead on the road and it's all my fault and I'm gone. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what could be running through your head? That's so, terrifying also because it's a cemetery. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, like already bad vibes. Like there's dead people. Yeah. And you're shot. And what what's he going to do with your body? Like it's dark. There's no one around. You haven't seen a house yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he takes you to a cemetery. <laughs> so he ta- he like pulls up and they park at the cemetery and he's like, okay, I'm gonna let you use my phone, but you're not allowed to be like those bad people. And she's like, no, like I just need to use the phone. I just need an ambulance. Who's the bad people? Oh, okay. We don't know. But he's like, don't be like the bad people. I don't want to be responsible for you, like the other bad people that have came here. So what has he done to these other people, right? So they pull up. They can't see anybody. She's naked. The only thing she has on her body is the freaking shirt that is covering up her arm. He ended up walking her down this hill in the cemetery, and there's two trailers down there, and one of them is where he lives. That's still so terrifying. 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 Is his brother home? No. No one's home. No one's home. Maybe that was a good thing? No, no, I guess they probably if, whether they were home or not, they could either be just as crazy as he exactly. is, and they could help him yeah, and be like, "No, you're thinking. being stupid," yeah. or they would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But if he, there's been other bad people, right? They could have literally helped him with all that. Yeah, because even so, if they weren't trying to hurt her, they could have been like, "Well, I need to protect you, mm-hmm. so we're gonna make this." So go away. we're gonna make this go away. Uh huh. Definitely. So no one was home. They went inside. He let her use the phone. He believed her that he saved her. It's wild. And he let her use the phone. So if you watch the I Survived episode, the 911 call is on there. So you hear her. Okay. So I'm kind of just, this isn't word for word, but I'm just going to try and like paraphrase paraphrase what happened on the 911 call. But you you hear in her voice, she's so calm. It's crazy. Like you, I would be in so much pain 
and so scared. Like I would be so shaky. I think at this yeah. point, like I've lost so much blood. I've been shot. I've been sexually assaulted. I'm at some random guy's house in the middle of a cemetery. That's a trailer. Like, how are you like just talking? Like you're talking to your cousin that you were just talking to 45 minutes ago. Or how you're talking right now. Yeah. So she calls and the dispatcher is like, I don't know what's your emergency, right? And she's like, yeah, I've been shot. Um, this guy is here with me. He took me to his house. He's trying to help me. I just need an ambulance. Um, my arm. And she was like, hang on. Like you got shot. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything's okay. This guy's with me. Um, he's, he's helping me. So the dispatcher, you can tell she like turns away from the microphone of the phone or if it's like a headset, whatever it is. Yeah. She turns to someone and the dispatcher goes, we have another gunshot. And she goes, no, no, no. Uh, same one, same one, same one. Um, yeah, I got shot earlier and this guy's trying to help me. It's the same one. Yeah. And she's the dispatcher like her clicks her. it and she's like, shit. Okay. Okay. So then she's like, well, like, do you know where you are? And she's like, I've lost so much blood. I don't really know. This guy gets on the phone with the dispatcher and describes to a T where he lives. He's like, yeah, if you come down the cemetery, there's a street. It's a trailer down the hill. Everything. And he's like, but yeah, no cops. Like, we don't need any cops here. She just needs an ambulance. And she's like, yes, of course. Like, we're just going to send an ambulance. That way they could take her and fix up her arm. 50 minutes later, the ambulance arrives. 50 or 50? Like a whole hour goes by. Because he lives in the middle of the fucking boonies. They can't get to her. She's like 20 miles out from anywhere, right? And she was already out in the middle of nowhere. So 50 minutes, she's just sitting there with this guy. That's waiting for someone so to come save her. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> before the ambulance arrived, he had given her a shirt and some shorts to wear. That way she wasn't naked. Um, when they became, um, when they came, they parked like at the top. So the ambulance says the ambulance is at the top of the hill where like he parked. Mm-hmm. So somehow he goes up there and he talks to the ambulance people. Right. Okay. Why? I'm not really sure, but he literally goes up there and talks to them and it's like, yeah, come on down here, guys. She's in the house. Okay. They tell him to go get her and bring her up. What? Yes. So listen to why, though. Are you ready? I did not remember this part of the story at all. Yeah. So he goes up, talks to the ambulance, like, yeah, she's just inside. And they're like, okay, can you bring her to me? Okay. So she comes outside, and he's, like, holding her, like, helping her walk because she's, like, super dizzy. I would be mad. I would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You took, well, okay, whatever. You took an hour, and now he went up there, and you're not even going to come down. And you sent him back into the house. Uh Uh-huh. So he goes to get her. He (laughs) comes to bring her out, and all of a sudden, she's telling the story. She's like, I felt really dizzy. Like, I had lost a lot of blood. It had been, like, two hours at least by now from where they drove, and then they had to wait an hour for the ambulance to even get there. So it had to have been, I would say, even maybe up to three hours from when she initially got shot. And... He starts to take her up the hill, and she sees the trees moving. Yeah. And she's like, I lost so much, but, like, why are the trees moving? It was the SWAT team. They were already in place, and so when they saw them both coming up, they went to go get him. And I think what they sent him for was if he went back in to help her, he would have his hands full, and he wouldn't be able to come out with anything else. 
So he didn't have a gun on him. He didn't have anything to protect himself. So when the SWAT team came out to get him, he fought back, let go of her, and she was able to walk up the hill to the ambulance. I feel like, I don't know. To me, it's just like you could have gotten him when he was outside. Yes, and I see that too, and that's where I don't really understand. But I felt like they were trying to make him, like, just feel more comfortable so they knew, like, when to attack instead of just, like, him walking up the hill. Because the ambulance guys aren't going to put themselves in danger to try and... Right. But, like, I don't know, shoot him as he's going up the hill or tackle him or whatever they had to do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to make sure that he was okay. Or that she was okay. Not him. They didn't care about him. Yeah. I don't really know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But... I don't know. He started fighting with this. Yeah, it is what it is. He started fighting with the SWAT team. She was able to get up to the hill to the end. Because to me, it's riskier. Like, if you're fighting with him when with her right next to him, like, I don't know. Well, I think like he ended up seeing them come out, and so he like went to go like fight and left her, and so she was like just able to walk up the hill. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, she survived and she did it. So this guy's name was Eric Parnell of Pollock. Um, he was 31 years old at the time. He got two life sentences for capital murder. Um, he got on aggress, um, aggravated assault and kidnapping. So at 32, he agreed to the two consecutive life sentences. He waived his right to appeal to any case. And at this time, he won't be eligible for even parole, parole until he's 98. So he should be dead by then. Before he's even eligible for any kind of parole. Right. Did. So, yeah, so that's good. He's locked the fuck up. That's good. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, she survived. She had to go through eight surgeries for her arm. Still, wow. she has 30 shotgun pellets that remain in her arm, chest, and neck. Still. Like, after eight surgeries, there's still 30 pellets from that shotgun that are just in her for life. That is insane. Yeah. I survive stories. Or just... I know I love I've survived stories. Such freaking badasses, man. I just the human body is can endure the brain can endure anything and like the brain just sometimes can just figure shit out. And it doesn't make sense. Right. Cause people with like no training of how to survive things like this mm -hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It is. It's insane how old how old is he what year was this in this was 2005 yeah 2005 yeah so 2005 so oh we're wow. 15 years past that so he's 40 no yeah 47 47 yeah so it's good. If he was, like, in jail and he was eligible for parole, I would be mad. But he should be dead before he's even eligible for parole. Yeah. So, that makes me happy. That's good. So, what's Jennifer up to? Do you know? No. I don't. But she had a kid, you said, right? Yeah, she had a six-year-old at the time. So, he's 21 now. Oh. They're probably all partying together, you know. The good old days. Yes, yeah, so that's the story of the survivor that's Jennifer Holiday. Are you going to cover yeah. the, the other one? Yeah, eventually. I want to cover, yeah, eventually all. Are you calling cover. dibs? Mary Vincent, she's mine. Okay. You can have her. Okay. That's but a yeah. really good story. That's a really good one, too. I love I Survive stories. They make me so happy. I love some boss-ass bitches, man. Just like Tara. 
I don't know why. I am like so intrigued by like boss ass bitches that handle these crazy men. Who's Tara? Tara from Dirty John. Oh, right. They're just, they're so intense and they get shit done and they fight <laughs> for their life, you know? Yeah. Instead of just like caving. It's good to see. It's really good to see. I, I so, wish yeah. more of them ended. Huh? I wish more of them had a happy ending. I know. There's a lot that don't. Yeah. So spread the word. Education. Do what you can to live. Exactly. Try everything. Every tactic. Just try it. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. It's hard. Like, it's hard to know. Because, like, she maybe could have survived in the beginning if she would have got the gun. The you shot, know what I mean? Right. But then, but what not? Maybe what she, not? Exactly. Yeah. So. so it's intense. You never know really what's going to work. And I think that's what's the scariest part. Because there's sometimes a way out. But which one's the right one that's going to help you? Out of all your options. Mm -hmm. If you have options. Mm -hmm. Like that um, that series. Oh, what is it? Unbelievable. Un... To look it up. It's on Netflix. I think it's um, based off the East Area Rapist. Have you seen that one? Oh. Uh, where like I didn't watch it. Oh, that's a good it's show on good. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I think it's unbelievable. I'll have to double check. But I, I think that's what. It's un something. Undeniable. Un on something. Let me see. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. And these girls just... It's crazy to see, like, their different routes in that movie. Like... Oh, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good one. It's on Netflix. Everybody, if you want to go watch it. More yes. about some boss-ass bitches. I need to watch it. You've been telling me to watch get it. There. I haven't. Yeah, it's really good. So, I'm going to be watching that. Okay, good. That's a good one. Week. That's a good one. Okay, well, that's Jenna for a holiday. Cool, cool. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again for the third week in a row. Three weeks. Let's yes. get over 100 listeners. Yes, guys. We need to get up to like so, 150. If you've been here from the beginning and you're still here with us, you're the A-game listeners. Yeah, you're the real MVP because we need more of you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I told Brittany that once we hit 100 listeners on the first day that we release an episode, then we can go celebrate. Yeah, we're going to go to Chili's. So, guys, <laughs> help us get to go chug margaritas at Chili's. Because this whole month, FYI, they have $5 Patron margaritas. I know. So we need to do it before And January. if we miss <laughs> this whole month, it, I'm going to be so upset with you guys because I'm not oh, going to get my $5 margaritas. I know. But yeah, thank you so much for still being here with us. Um, we're really excited to keep doing this. Um, please follow our social media. Our Instagram is at that haunt. The haunted, the haunted, and the wanted. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Brittany usually does this. Our <laughs> our Twitter is that W podcast. Uh -huh. That's T H A T W podcast. And email us any stories that you have at the haunted and the wanted at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah. Do we have anything <laughs> else for them this week? Uh, I don't think so. Your story was pretty crazy though, yeah, dude. It was really sad. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. Hopefully they're living okay in the afterlife. <laughs> I can't imagine. What if you saw the this the brain spoon guy walking around as a ghost? Well, they do say that a lot of them like show themselves to people. But like, would and he still like have the whole? Because you know, okay, there's like stories of like people that like couldn't walk, and then in their afterlife, like they have their legs and they can walk again. Yeah. Do you think his brain still has like, or his skull still has like a freaking hole in it with a spoon? Crew? I would imagine. I would haunt people with that. I would do it on purpose. Like, if, if you, I have to live with this the rest of my life, I'm going to scare you fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. 
I wouldn't want to. <laughs> please don't haunt me. If you go before me, please don't. I mean, haunt don't me. crush my skull and put a hole through it and I would never. In my I would face. never. Then I won't haunt you. I'm only gonna haunt who was mean and did that to me. But these people, these if you know, if their ghosts are there and they're really haunting people, they're not haunting the person who hurt them. But it's the place. Yeah, but. Well, it's just like all these stories. When you go back to the place, you hear like crying or screaming, and yeah, and you go there on purpose to hear the crying and screaming. so you're like asking for it. Is yeah, it you're asking for it if okay. you go there. So if I come to your apartment, you're gonna. I mean, if I die in some crazy ass way, which I hope that won't happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please don't oh, me either way. No, I would be a funny ghost. I would like. Take money out of your wallet and put it in your car or something. Oh, so like you I'm would like, find don't it take later. My money. You know, no, no, no. I don't have any. It would just be fun, but like move it to freak you out, and then you you'd be like, would be like cool. fucking Britney. If you, you would just like me. brought me Taco Bell to my house as a ghost. There you go. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Also, and I'll just you'll hear like a knock at the front door. No and one will be there, but there's Taco Bell on your doorstep. Girl, your cheesy grenadilla crunch <laughs> with beans instead of meat. Yes, yes. <laughs> just for you. Just for you. Don't forget. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening to episode three. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you're liking it. Yeah, you guys are the best. Yeah, you guys are the absolute bestest humans on the universe. Yeah. This is floor. I don't know. In the universe. I didn't say in the universe. I said on the universes. So I had to add in. Okay. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast that's 50% haunted, 50% wanted, and 100% that W podcast. Bye. Bye.